0: Hello, and welcome to Homegrown KC, a podcast dedicated to exploring Kansas City's fascinating history and sharing stories from its rich past. I'm your host, Laura. Join me today as we explore a piece of Kansas City's history. Hey y'all, so this is not a regular episode, I wanted to do a little experiment, I'm calling this a mini-sode. Y'all know about Homegoing KC Adventures, if not, I started it last summer, you can find it on all my social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr, and there's a sampling of it on my website, and what it is, is a photographic exploration of the city. So, what I wanted to try is a small audio version of Homegrown KC. So, this is Homegrown KC Adventure Minisode, the Negro League Baseball Museum. Today, I visited the Negro League Baseball Museum in the 18th and Vine District in KCMO. The museum has been offering free admission all month in honor of Black History Month. And this dovetailed perfectly with my first patron episode of 2022, in which... I I did because of Black History Month. That episode was a conversation with Phil Dixon, who is one of the most knowledgeable people in the world on the Negro League. And he even helped start this museum. It was an amazing conversation. We probably only scratched the surface of what he knows. If you're interested in listening, I will give you the plug for that at the end of this. Uh, You can also check out his website, nblalive.com. So this museum... It's small, but it's really well done. I highly recommend all Kansas City natives and anyone from out of town, if you're coming coming to the city, you need to go see it. So, baseball has been around since the early 1800s, right? But it didn't start to be really popular until the end of the Civil War. And then in, like, the late 1800s, it's getting really, really popular. But because of racist American policies, aka segregation, black men are not allowed to play on the professional teams that are forming. So they start making their own teams and they're just, you know, traveling however they can to get around and play other black teams. Um, They're playing in like the field in the middle of nowhere. This is called barnstorming. It's actually a really interesting um, part of baseball history, but I'm not going to get into that right now. And... These barnstormers get to be very popular. So in 1920, Andrew Rube Foster, he's a white man. He used to play for the Chicago Giants and then he became their manager and then their owner. He was like, these are some fantastic players and there's some money to be made here. I haven't researched him deeply, so I don't know, but I have my fingers crossed that he's also like, it's not fair or right that they're not allowed to play. Uh, He meets with some folks at the YMCA at 19th and Paseo, which is also in the 18th and Vine Historic District. And together, they formed the first professional black baseball league called the Negro League. They started off with nine teams, including the Kansas City Monarchs. More teams were created over the next few years, and in not very long at all. They are extremely popular, very profitable, and they even have their own World Series. During the 1920s and 30s, and sorry, I'm, I have the puppies again, so there's some barking in the background there. In the 1920s and 30s, some of the best players in the world were black men, and they were a part of the, the Negro League. Jackie Robinson, if you're American, I'm sure you at least know the name if you don't know who he actually is. Uh, he played for the Monarchs, and he was the first black man to break the color barrier when he signed with the Dodgers in 1947. But, and I just found this out today, there were five other black men who signed with white teams that same year. They just never get the cred because Jackie signed in like February of 47 and everybody else was a few months later. But you know what? This isn't even the end of the Negro Leagues. Uh, It's it's basically the end, but it's not the official end. The last Negro League All-Star game was held all the way in 1962, and the very last team called the Clowns, did not stop playing or arguably performing. You know, um, they were really well known for you know clowning around. Um, they did stop performing until 1966. So the museum started in 1990. Um, Phil Dixon, Horace Peterson, who was the director of the Black Archives of Mid-America, and several men who used to play for the Monarchs, including... Kansas City's very own and um, well-remembered and missed Buck O'Neill, they all got together and they started it. They started in an itty-bitty room in the Lincoln Building, which is actually right across the street from where they are now. They moved in 94, and then they moved in 97 to their current home, which opened to the public that same year, 1997. It has some very, very well-put-together panels that tell this whole saga And the biographies of several major players. More than just the Monarchs. But the Monarchs arguably had, you know, the best players in the league. So, there's a lot of Monarch history there. But it's also more than just Negro League history. There are panels on other black firsts in football, basketball, and hockey. And they have a few panels about black women who played in the Negro League. And women who owned Negro League teams in the 1950s. How cool is that? They have hundreds, maybe thousands of artifacts on display. It really is an excellent museum. I hope you all visit it someday. That is it for today's Homegrown KC Adventure Minisode. I hope you enjoyed it, and thank you for joining me as we explore the history of the Negro League and the Negro League Baseball Museum. I hope you'll consider becoming a financial supporter of the show. There are several ways you can do this. You can subscribe to patreon.com slash homegrownkc or RedCircle.com slash HomegrownKC. You can also give a one-time donation at RedCircle.com slash HomegrownKC, or koficom ficom slash HomegrownKC. That's kof dot com slash HomegrownKC. You can give as little or as much as you want, even as little as a dollar. If you become a monthly supporter, you'll be charged on the first of every month. You will receive... An item from the merchandise store valued at $5 or less. A shout-out on every show and social media post. So thank you, Bjorn and Joan, for your continued support. And if you're a supporter, you will also receive access to exclusive bonus content featuring local historians, archivists, and museum experts. Example A, this conversation with Phil Dixon. For everyone who simply donates you don't get access to the bonus stuff and you don't get anything for merchandise store but you do get a shout out on the show and for every donation to homegrown kc on kofi 1% automatically goes to help fight climate change if you can't support me monetarily totally cool get you you can still support me by following, and subscribing to my Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube channel. And you can share my information on your social media sites. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell the people you don't like. Maybe they'll like me. You can uh, rate and review me anywhere you listen, but especially on Apple Podcasts. And you can also check me out on Audia. It's a new audio-based platform I am partnering with. They feature multiple kinds of audio-based content. You can visit my website for additional information. That's homegrownkc.wordpress.com. And I have a newsletter now. You can sign up for my newsletter at my website. In fact, that's the only place you can sign up for my, webs- uh, my newsletter is my website. I'm not going to spam you every day. Don't worry about that. But... I figure maybe once a month you'll get an, a, a notice from me that, hey, this is what I'm working on, this is what's new, listen here, all that good stuff. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or episode suggestions, you can email me at homegrownkcpodcast at gmail.com or DM me on any of the social networks. For merchandise, visit zazzle.com slash store slash Homegrown underscore KC underscore store. That's Z A Z Z L E dot com slash store slash homegrown underscore KC underscore store. Lots of stuff on there and probably some new stuff coming out in the next few months. Thank you goes out to my very talented sister in law, Sarah McCombs, for the creation of my logo. To the Dear Mrs. for the use of their song, Kansas City, as the intro and outro music of the show. And to local libraries, which enabled me to gather all my research. Thank you for listening. Cheers!